0: Yes. yes icebergs the name hey y'all i'm portia terrain this is before the fame featured only on djiceberg.com today i'm kicking it with Atlanta's very own born and raised jack
1: what's hey. going on for
0: you, for those who don't know he's a um tastemaker here in the city quote-unquote tastemaker what would you describe your, yourself as
1: I'm just a dot connector. I, li- yeah. I like that better.
0: <laughs> dot connector. Yes. Okay. So when did you, or how did you start working with artists?
1: 2015, I started throwing shows under yeah. this brand called Creators at the Dark. Mm-hmm. And in 2017, we like went into artist management. Okay. And it was like a natural talent I had because I just knew how to take them. Like, I knew every problem an artist had. I knew how to solve it. And it wasn't hard for me at all so how do
0: you feel like you figure those things out
1: like a lot of artists problems are like very simple <laughs> like they want exposure it's like okay let's go do a show out of town yeah and then they'll say okay how do we do that and i'm like oh well, i'll do it because yeah. i throw events yeah or yo how do i get my artist how do i get my song played in the club okay i'll be like all right i'm gonna go to peaches of atlanta yep. and give the dj 25 dollars okay and the song spinning right <laughs> yeah and then like I'm I'm kind of like what I call an infiltrator. Okay. Like when I find something out, I dig all the way in there. Like Audio Mac, the platform, mm-hmm. I was on that super early. Okay. Before they like got back up and right. running and revised the company, I was telling people like probably last year to get on Audio Mac. Right, right. And now it's like a huge platform again. It's
0: back again, y'all. Okay. <laughs> so when did you start throwing events? Or now you said 2015, but like what made you want to throw events? Like you're sitting there at home it was like
1: it was an accident (laughs) i had a clothing line and we was doing a pop-up shop at a show and we lost the venue on Wells street and then we went to dream cafe up the street on peter street and they was like yo y'all can do the show here they was like but it's like an open mic thing Mm -hmm. and i was like oh just let them just let whoever was coming rap right and 120 people came out and we made money at the door and it turned into a rap show and I was like, Oh, we should do this again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's, crazy. That's what's up. Now look at you. <laughs> four years later, four almost five years later. That's crazy. Okay, so go um more in detail about your company or platform, Creators After Dark.
1: Okay, so Creators After Dark is a multimedia company. We have three parts. We do artist management, okay. um, event curation, hey. digital marketing. Okay. And under another part of it called Dreams Never Die Productions, we're a film company. Yeah. A- and now we have a new platform on Dash Radio. Okay. Called Four Four Dot Wave.
0: All right, y'all hiring? <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we okay, just working. We working. Of this. <laughs> that's what's up. What are some of the um, if you can name them, some of the dope clients um and artists that you have on your roster?
1: Uh, MBDMG. Okay. Um, they're this group from Gwinnett. That's like going crazy. I think I think they're going to blow next year. What's up. Um, this guy named Clue, who's from the East Side, he's really dope. Okay. Um, this girl who I just discovered, she's fire. She's going to break the door down. Her name is Muddy Maya. Hey, Muddy Pro- Maya. Probably the <laughs> best thing coming out right she now. She's a rapper or singer? She's a rapper. Okay. Um, this girl named Alawumi from New Jersey. She's really fire. Uh, this rapper named Waygo the 90, who's from Baltimore. Um, he's one of my clients and this really dope songwriter named Shad Bro, who's from the South Side, he's fired too. I have nine clients. That's what's
0: up. So and, and not all of them are here, so that's dope too that you were able to expand, you know, outside of Atlanta. That's what's up. Yeah man. Hey, look at you. <laughs> all right, so what are some of the pros that come along with being an entrepreneur from entrepreneur from ATL? Like, do you think you have kind of like an advantage? Because I feel like Atlanta is full of like, this is the land of entrepreneurs, you know what I mean? Like, do you feel like an advantage being from this city and kind of like seeing it growing up, like just seeing people hustle?
1: I tell people the secret to Atlanta is like when you're growing up here, like in the city, yeah. there are situations where you're going to meet other people mm-hmm. from the different parts of the city. Mm-hmm. Like by the, if you went to an APS school, mm-hmm. like Atlanta Public Schools, mm-hmm. You're gonna meet everyone at APS by the time you're in high school. Right, right. Whether it's the football games, it's mm-hmm. the parties, it's the teen clubs, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even trying to be funny. I literally know everybody I in believe Atlanta. It. I believe so it. and if I don't know you, like I know your family, I know your girl, mm-hmm. I know your cousin, I know someone that you're close to. That's crazy. Okay. And I use that kind of with the same mindset out of state. Yeah. Cause when I went out of state to start doing shows, I tried to find like them per- them people I could connect with. Mm-hmm. Like, in Birmingham, I got a real cool crew of friends called um, the Kickback Podcast. Okay. So, that's who we do this show called Kickback After Dark once a month in Birmingham with. What's
0: up? Okay. Hey, I'm going to check that out. (laughs) Is there (laughs) any cons to being an entrepreneur in Atlanta? Yes. The
1: names of those. I I feel like there's a wall here Mm -hmm. that you'll eventually hit. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because of, not even trying to be funny, it's kind of like the facade that this is like a black Hollywood. Yep. And the reason I say it's a facade, because there's no label offices here. Right. There, There's film studio. There's only one big film studio, yeah. two Screen Gems and Tyler Perry. Yep. So the comparison to Hollywood is, like, really crazy. <laughs> right. Like, there's a lot of celebrities here, but, like, those people aren't 100% making money off their craft. Yeah. So it's like smoke and mirrors. So yeah. with me, it's kind of like that's what made me branch out to go do out-of-town shows. Okay.
0: What's up? What do you think affected the growth of um, Atlanta's music scene in the last ten years? It, it's like I feel like it's definitely blown up.
1: I'm, more than it already was. I gotta shout out some guys that like are behind it that a lot hey. of people don't know. Um, this, guy named, so. this guy named this this guy named Noah's Ark. Okay. He's like the secret weapon. Okay. In Atlanta. <laughs> he I think he was behind Mako, Key, Two Nine. He was he was behind a lot of guys. Okay. Um, definitely Stevo from QC, shout out my boy Steva, hey. um, DJ Peter Parker, yeah. uh, Genesis, Black Boy, a lot of those guys like broke records mm-hmm. early in Atlanta. Yep. So those guys, there's a lot of people that's like behind the scenes that you'll never hear about yeah. that's like a very important part of like the evolution. Yep. But mostly I think it was that the underground pushed mm-hmm. the limit mm-hmm. and it's like, and and i always argue with people about this <laughs> the i think the real stardom came from like key Mako and all them guys yep. but the real break for like underground was Mako and you guessed it going on billboard and like yeah. going top 10. yeah that was like the first record like directly from the street yeah, yeah from yeah. our scene to yep. like go to billboard yeah
0: and go mainstream like
1: that mm.
0: okay that's what's up um what are some of the biggest mistakes you see up and coming an artists making today
1: they want to get paid for their shows like in their first year of rapping (laughs) that's not gonna happen right and if it does happen it's a blessing right but i don't think you should go in your first year i I don't even i'm not gonna say like i'm not even gonna give you a time span of when you should start charging Mm -hmm. but know that you can bring out a certain amount of people like when you go talk to the promoter or the curator Mm -hmm. let make sure that you know up front like you can say i bring 50 people bro Mm -hmm. and if you charge five that's 250 so I want 150 mm. cuz you're going to make 250 off me. Right right. If you cannot bring that value, they're not going to pay you. Right. I see a lot of artists that being 8 months in, they're like I don't want to do no more free shows. Right. Like I done took them out of town and they they getting love out of town, they're like I don't want to do it for free no more. Right. And I'm like, "Yo, like you're not even scraping like the surface of this." <laughs>
0: right right. Like you
1: need to be coming here all the time. Right. And I try to vouch my artists. I try to make sure they can get to wherever they can go. Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like even you know, with that mindset, if you already have that mindset and that's how you're thinking and going about things, I feel like you're in it for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean?
1: It's the instant gratification of social media, man. Like a lot of guys just feel like they're old something because they have like a certain follower account. Yeah. A lot of people use follower account to show value. And mm-hmm. to me, especially in the position I'm in, I could tell you right now, like a lot of those people that have like between 10 to 50K followers on Twitter and Instagram. They don't even have the fans. They can't even do hard ticket sales. Right, right. So right. even if someone does invest in you, they're never going to invest in you again because right. you can't do hard ticket sales. Yeah. Yeah. A
0: lot mm-hmm. of people don't think about that. Um, cause yeah, I've, I've like interviewed artists or listened to artists that maybe got like, 6,000, 3,000, 4,000 followers, but they still getting 50,000, 60,000 streams. You know what I mean? It's not always about the followers and how many, how it looks on the outside. You know what I mean? It's about the
1: music. It's about hard about t- that. It's about hard ticket sales. I think they I think well, people need to know that it's it's hard ticket sales. Streaming is cool. Them checks you get from them 100,000 streams cool, but it's really the hard ticket sales. That's your real money as an artist now. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so any words of advice for these up and coming artists that you could give them? Don't give them all the gems cuz they want it they got to they got to link up with Creators After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> but what's a couple of tips you can give them?
1: I give them a few. Um <laughs> Know your worth. Okay don't ever take the first deal all right focus on your demographic mm. so Instagram has it Twitter has it where you can set to look at your demographic that messes with you the most yeah focus on your demographic mm-hmm. don't be scared to invest in merch and vinyl mm-hmm. and bandcamp and these other platforms okay. and last don't think this is supposed to be overnight
0: yeah okay I like that and um, yeah, the last one, I like that, because people are really impatient when it comes to um, getting on or making it. Like, it don't happen within the first couple of years, it's just like, okay, I'm done. And I've talked to some people that are just now starting to get a huge following or blow up, quote-unquote, and they've been doing this for, like, 10 years, and they still, they not, they're not they not thinking about... Quitting is not an option for them, you know what I mean? So I feel like if quitting is not an option for you, then this is really for you. If you could say, like... Uh, like I'm over it. You know, it's been too long. You just give up if you don't know your worth, you know what I mean, you're probably in it for the wrong reasons. But that's just my opinion. <laughs>
1: I feel that. <laughs> All
0: right, any, um any special projects or events you got coming up? Um yeah. That you can talk about.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're going to D C on the twenty seventh for our first creators of the dark D C show. Yeah. Um we're going to NYC in October, we're going to New Orleans in December, we're going back to Birmingham in November. Um we're trying to establish like a mini tour yeah. that all upcoming artists like in those cities mm-hmm. can like funnel through mm-hmm. and they all can go on their own tour like provided by us. Um usually for artists to go on, independent artists to go on tour, it's like between fifteen to twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to cut that price down of about two or three grand mm-hmm. so that it's enough for them to travel, go do the show, have people come out. And then they can, like, build their fan bases up from that. That's really what I'm trying to do right now is just build fan bases up. Yeah. Um, I'm making another film. Okay. Can't release the title yet, but I'm making <laughs> another film. And, That's a and four And 404.Wave, we're going to do our first function for that soon, so. Keep a lookout for that. Hey, now. you're yeah,
0: going crazy. I see you. <laughs> That's what's up. All right, so I'm going to do something a little bit different for you since, you've been, or since you were born and raised here. I want to know your top five Dead or Alive favorite artists, but from Atlanta.
1: I got you. Okay. Top five Dead or Alive.
0: Yes. No specific order.
1: Kilo Ali. Okay. Dro. Yes. And I'm going to say Dro because Dro is the, literally the best lyricist to come out of Atlanta ever. Okay. Andre three I'm not I'm not even gonna do that I'm gonna give it <laughs> I'm gonna say dungeon family okay as one because okay. it's too many of them that will make the list All right. okay.
0: okay
1: Um. <laughs> this is hard I got two more little baby okay which is cra- my cousins manage them so hey. that's that's like the fa- that's like family so that's l- little baby fun. and um it's a three-way tie for my <laughs> last one. Is Rocco Future or Trouble? Because hmm. Rocco is like my childhood. Like, right. no tomorrow and this morning. That was like my soundtrack to middle school.
0: Right.
1: But Future got me through so many bad days. Right. <laughs> and Trouble. I've been a Trouble fan since like he got out of prison.
0: Right, right, right. Those are all good ones, too. Mm-hmm. Oh no. We're gonna have to rain check that one. <laughs> Let that one sit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, real quick, we're we'll gonna play this or that. Um so I'm gonna name two things and then you're gonna tell me which one you prefer. Okay. All right. Hennessy or Patron. Do say. <laughs> I literally was about to say that too. Like maybe I should switch it up and say do say. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay. So you know classy (laughs) i see you all right um hulu or netflix hulu hulu why hulu anime anime
1: they got way better anime
0: okay i was gonna say doesn't um netflix have a whole category
1: they have a better selection okay okay overall (laughs) selection
0: um sorry you're a gamer then you like anime you play games no not not really. really okay well, okay, well, for phone-wise, iPhone or Android? iPhone. Hey, now. I can't,
1: I, I, I can't even think about going back to Android.
0: Right. I've had iPhone sin, since, and I've never looked back. <laughs> right. Like, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. And I have an Apple like a Apple computer, so it's like everything's synced up, everything's perfect. It's just, no, right. good. <laughs> um, day or night? Day. Day. Were you born in the daytime? You know? No, I
1: was born at 3 in the morning. But I'm a day person.
0: <laughs> that's because you try to stay busy. I'm sure. So you just like, yeah. You my my day starts at seven a.m. So Eight now that's what's up. What time does it end?
1: <sighs> it doesn't end actually. Right. <laughs> end. It never ends.
0: Seven a.m. the next day. <laughs> All right. Um, football, or basketball,
1: regular college.
0: Uh, let's do college.
1: I don't know both. I can't, I can't decide. <laughs> okay, I who's
0: your favorite college football team?
1: Man, so I'm I. I be with the dogs. I be with the dogs, but I love LSU too. Okay. Okay. And I know that's like that's crazy, but I grew up like LSU fan, but then right. the dogs like that's that hometown pride. Right.
0: Right. Favorite um, college basketball team.
1: Duke. <laughs> okay. Unstoppable.
0: <laughs> all right um mall mall shopping or online shopping
1: online i haven't been to the mall since i was like 10 years old
0: <laughs> right i mean and it's crazy because i y'all just saw that um February 21 considering filing for bankruptcy yeah that's crazy i love that story and it's crazy it's like ain't gonna be no mall soon
1: i mean you don't need one really? if you think about it like amazon gonna have their own mall it's just <laughs> right. not gonna be called a mall right
0: <laughs> True, true. See, I'm the type of person that needs to, like, try stuff on because I'm tall, so, like, a lot of stuff doesn't fit me. They're going to do that. I need to it's
1: probably going to just be an Amazon. I think they have an Amazon store somewhere that's like that right. where it's everything that's in their inventory.
0: I can see that, like, a yeah amazon department store and they literally just got everything they got clothes they got electronics section dang that's what's up just like what
1: they're gonna get walmart they're gonna get walmart up out yes, of here
0: yes that's great okay amazon i'm ready <laughs> i love amazon all right um last but not least road trip or flying
1: okay so <laughs> i want to say road trip but We drove to Miami for Art Basel in 2017, and that was the worst trip I've ever had in my life. (laughs) Why was that? It was just long, and I just felt like it took us so long to get out of Georgia. Right.
0: Wait, how many hours is that? Ten. Ten?
1: To drive from Atlanta to Miami. And we drove to South by 2014. I'm never doing that again. (laughs) But I'm also, like, really bad at flying. Like, I get motion sickness, so... I'm, pro- I'm probably going to take the bus going forward. <laughs> the bus might be my best option. <laughs>
0: That's funny. <laughs> all right. So shout out your social media so we can follow you, stay connected with all the events and cool stuff, podcasts, all that great stuff you got coming up. What's your social media handles?
1: Okay, You can follow me at, at Big J-O-C-A-T-L. Mm. And then you can follow the, the company Twitter at cad um, On Instagram, it's at crez out the dark. We everywhere. You have a Facebook page? No, I don't got no Facebook page. Okay. I need to get on it, though, because Facebook marketing is a one. So It is. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to get on it. I'm going to get on it. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I appreciate you. Time, it was time. nice meeting you. And you definitely put me on some things. So I hope y'all found out some things, especially y'all artists out there. I hope y'all picked up some gems. And, you know, link up with Creators After Dark, too, if you need artist management. Hey,
1: now. For sure. We, we got some opens. Y'all <laughs> can come over here and get on the label.
0: <laughs> yeah, before they blow up or you can't get in no more. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, y'all. This is Before the Fame. I'm Portia Terrey and you can check out this interview only on DJIceberg.com.